Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast. This is the place of celebrating juicy, soulful living where generally we aim for at least once a week, um, sometimes it takes a little bit longer, to celebrate those businesses in a 10-minute burst who are showing that people and planet can be part of the DNA of an organization and still thrive and the rest of the time sometimes pop on with some musings and stories and today I have a musing and story so I tutor some adults in English second language and today was very interesting one of my students um, so some are Japanese and they've been all sharing with me their traditions around the 1st of January and there's this box with very symbolic foods that is only eaten really at the new year at 1st of January and a lot of the foods although they're different foods they either symbolize old age, like living to a, a substantial age, or linked to wealth. Um, and then I had a lesson with a Taiwanese student. And I know with Taiwan and then association to China and the Chinese New Year and the Lunar New Year coming up. And I asked her, are there also foods that are symbolic at the time of Chinese New Year? And she said, yes. And she said, in fact, there's some foods that have like different flavors and some are very sour and bitter. And she says, but she actually likes them. And she said the reason that there were, they included and they have been included by the ancestors from like generations ago was that these foods carry with them a symbolism and a lesson that life carries with it sour and bitter times. And if you can open yourself to receiving the pleasure and actually get enjoyment from the sour and the bitter to actually just be open to receiving it. It can radically impact, you know, the quality and experience of your life and just with these foods being a symbol and an exercise for it. So when she was telling me this, she also said, you know, when I was a child, I really didn't like these foods and I didn't want to eat them. And I asked her to tell me a little bit more about the story and how she's gotten to a place now because I actually asked her, I said, now, do you just eat them because they're symbolic or do you actually like enjoy them? And she says, no, she has come to actually appreciate and enjoy them. And I said to her, so tell me what happened. So she said, as a child, she really they didn't like the sour and bitter. And also she was reading these fairy tales. And in the fairy tales, there was very little about sour or bitter. And there was the happily ever after. And there was all the focus on all the joy and the light and the sweetness. And she said she couldn't accept as a child that these sour, bitter flavors that they should symbolically eat on New Year's, that those should be part of life because she was reading these fairy tales and they were not part of that world. And she believed that these fairy tales were like, that is what life was. And she said then as the years went by and in college, um, she started to eat them and she started to get a bit more used to them. Obviously, like tasting and, and having them year upon year. But in college, she got more used to them and she'd eat them but didn't really enjoy them. And then she said after college, her palate changed and she started to actually enjoy them and have an appreciation for them and look forward to them. 
I thought it was actually amazing because so many things that kind of like fitted together. Because recently I also was listening to another conversation and um, kind of a, a sharing around training around capacity and growing our capacity to actually receive. And this idea as well of, you know, like receiving all of life and expanding our, because I'm also been, uh, recently was referred to Carolyn Elliott's and existential kink. And there also this idea of expanding our definition of what we label as pleasurable or enjoyable with an invitation to expand this. And this was just amazing here for me because with her story and sharing, when there was a willingness to actually just to let go of her resistance to the fact that sour and bitter should be part of life and to more just accept them and then step into this invitation of, is it possible to not only eat them and get used to them, but to actually enjoy, to find some way to appreciate it and appreciate them. And this is all then what we may have like initial responses or reactions or judgments on things. What if there is this openness to seeing it from a different point of view? And so many like layers of things came together here because also, you know, like there's those pictures where if you look at it one side, it's a frowning face. And if you turn it around, it's a smiling face and the lines on the page don't change, but a perspective being willing to hold a new perspective shifts what you see. So here it was like, she didn't, sorry, the flavors didn't change. Those foods remain, they're still bitter and sour. What changed was her willingness to be open to this invitation and capacity to possibly tune into something and appreciate and and experience another dimension and just holding an open, willing space. Um, Yeah, just for a new perspective, a new experience. And I was thinking that, you know, the what if the pleasure and the appreciation of like the bitter and sour can actually be things like growing our capacity to be more compassionate and have more tenderness and ability to relate to others more and what if it brings a depth of appreciation and gratitude for life itself Ah, oh, so yeah, just all these layers and bits and pieces and also just thinking then, what if as well, it's not so much that life needs to change, but what if it's about us growing a capacity to experience even the challenging things, but in a way where there's an overarching, almost like just gratitude for the ability to experience them, you know, and, and also I was thinking how with artists and flavors, you know, when artists work, they want that full palette of every available, like the primary colors, the black, the white, to be able to make every shade. And yes, they may not use every shade in every art piece, but, you know, it's just having access to that full spectrum. You wouldn't want to take any colors away. Because they all play a part and in creating artistry and magnificence and beauty. So there's a total embrace of all the colors. And then also with like foods and flavors and cooking where you have sweet and sour and 
bitter and salty and astringent and they're all there because they all come together in their right sort of proportions and things to create magnificence and beauty and flavor that can be appreciated and savored. Um, and I've noticed also just with myself this reluctance to want to just be with more challenging emotions. Oh, I swear I sometimes have this expectation to always want to be in a more appreciative, genuinely upbeat, you know, space. And when I find myself experiencing more emotions, like more challenging states of feeling like sad or overwhelmed or doubting or, and instead of, I get the idea of like being amused by them and just welcoming them in and not getting caught up in them and knowing that they are not me. It's that line. Oh my God, that line, because there's so many times I feel like I am I am that. It's almost like I, I get roomy. I, so I love the guest house and the invitation to all these different guests to come in. But yet sometimes like I, I do identify too much with them and realizing that if I am feeling overwhelmed or I am feeling distanced from connecting to the beauty of it all and I can't quite see the beauty and it feels quite dark and that is it because sometimes it does. Sometimes in this world it storms and it gets cloudy and it gets dark and sometimes it rains and it pellets down and if you're driving in a car and you can barely see a meter in front of you. And it's okay because sometimes it's just like that. And it's just, yeah, that separation of not getting lost in the experience, but actually just being present to, oh, wow, that's what's coming in now. Right now there's this heavy, crazy storm. Isn't that like amazing? And then there will be a point when the storm will clear and the air will become crisp and the vision to farther out, you know, is possible. Oh, so... Just things that, oh, I do need to be reminded of. And I really just loved this such a beautiful, like tangible example from this student of mine of the symbolism around growing capacity to experience and, and something she did, something she experienced physically. So how much more so then to bring that into life itself? Oh, so I needed that. I hope you need and I would like to offer you a blessing, a wish for you, inspired by this story and sharing of my student, that may you respectfully witness your resistance to the possibility of enjoying the sour, bitter experiences of life. May you playfully hold space for the ifs and buts, the arguments and judgments, allowing their expression without being drawn in. And in the meantime, may you be open to the possibility of increasing your capacity to receive pleasure and joy from more of life, even the bitter and sour parts. May you try this possibility on for size to see if it adds value to your quality and experience of life. So may it be, because what if, just what if, life wishes nothing more than for us to experience and receive the love from it all? What if it's not about life changing, but about us growing our capacity to receive? What if that's the work of our lifetime? That and on that glorious note, I'm going to leave and love you, fine folk, until we meet again. 